welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two real people, your hosts, Brittany Powering and Penny Blackmore. Thank you, Penny. <laughs> Sorry, there was a lot there. It was very announcer, like announcer da, da, da. person. Yeah. But I liked I'm it. I'm feeling very vibey today. You are. You have a lot of energy today. I'm I very know. excited it's about ridiculous. it. It's ridiculous. It's good. Um, if you like our show, we'd really love if you rated it, reviewed it, and subscribed, and maybe even shared it with a friend, because um, that would just help grow our podcast. And we are sort of at a standstill in growth. Don't tell them that. Oh. <laughs> We love each and every one of you, but we want more of you. We guys. want more. We we want we to get up in the big in the big boy numbers. Yeah, or the big girl the numbers. Big girl numbers, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Penny. Now, how are you, Brittany? I well, always go first. I'm flipping hot. It's so hot here, guys. It's like, first of all, it's 31 degrees. Second of yeah. all. It's uh, we're in a closet, so it's like we're breathing each other's air. It's oh, like really intense. Yeah. Luckily, we like each other a lot. I mean, third of all, tomorrow's gonna be thirty-eight. Motherfucker! How do you even like? What do you? How? What is it? How do you like? I didn't grow up with thirty-eight <laughs> degrees. Okay, oh, so right. I don't I know what the yeah exactly like. What's Ooh. the protocol? You know? Do you have all those little tricks where you're like you close the windows and you put the blinds down and you do this and then you put you know you freeze water bottles and put them in front of the fan? Okay, well, oh, but you I guys mean, have like, AC. I mean, no, we don't always really. But okay. growing up in an in an adult family home, you have air conditioning. But right, okay. I mean, now I'm just like you just don't try and do too much like you're not like trying to run around because you just get heat stroked and exhausted too easily so I'm just like drink lots of water like way more water than you think it's necessary that's so smart Penny Mm. today I was like I want to do stuff so we like went out we were like at this like um this Straßenfest which is like a street festival that's where you don't want to be when it's 31 degrees uh, and the sun is beating down like I was running to the shade Mm. and uh it wasn't actually I mean it was nice ish you know but uh, now you feel exhausted? I mean, a little. We did kind of like sit down and I had a lemonade after. Cute. <laughs> so it was okay. <laughs> but I was just thinking like I love the summers in Europe because in Australia, our summer coincides with like Christmas and New yeah. Year's. So actually summer is a very um, – like Sydney Stressful. especially, but it's it's empty and it's like oh. a bit lonely because everyone's like, well, I'm off to do my family thing or I'm off yeah. to do this for the Christmas or whatever. Um, and people tend to leave town um, and go on holidays. So it's kind of like the town is empty. It's a bit lonely. Whereas here so it's like all happening in a very big way. Yeah. There's this constant like energetic kind of feeling it's really for nice sure for i sure. love it it's um i have to we press record oh yeah, oh, yeah we pressed record I, you know how I many times we've the, started yeah. this freaking show mm-hmm. and i forgot to press record it happens i would say every second time every second no, episode. it's happened like three times okay well those we've times ne- are nearly 20 episodes brit they're in i know that's crazy we that's really crazy. Smashing it. Those things are kind of ingrained in my brain because I tend to give myself a really hard time when I fuck up. I know. Brittany really <laughs> beats herself up. I'm like, get over it. It's fine. I just did a little warm up. Well, this is a really good little segue into mm. something that I did this week. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. Do go on. Oh, my God. So I had, um, I don't know if, if a lot of you guys out there have done this, but I did like a psychometric workplace assessment test um, at work. Everybody's doing them. And it's basically 
it's three different tests. There's one personality test. There's one that's like more about like your work style. And then the other one is an aptitude test. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I got my debrief this week and I learned a lot about myself. I Penny. love learning about myself. It's Please actually share what you is learned it your favorite about topic? yourself. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. It might be mine as well. I do love it. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many. First of all, the whole thing that I like dwell on everything, like when I screw something up. That's a classic Britney profile. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, I do that a lot. I like dwell on things. If I get, if I'm also like, I'm the kind of person who will like stew about something. I don't think that you're that kind of person. Well, stew about something you've done or something someone else has done. Like, let's say someone, let's say I'm like in an, a situation where I feel like I've offended someone or, um, or I feel like they, someone like I said something and they don't like me or mm, like something oh, like that. Yep, 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 I'll yep. think about it for like days and days and days. Yeah. Right. And then I'll talk. I mean, one time I actually had something, I can't remember what exactly it was, but I thought about it for weeks. And then the, the next time I saw the person, I was like, look, I just I'm need really to tell sorry. you that I'm yeah. really sorry about that thing. And they were like, what, what thing, what are you talking? And they had yeah, no clue. No and that's a class that happens in my life all the time. Aww, that's very I mean, cute. My anxious little bird. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I am a bit anxious, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah. Okay. So what else uh, came out of the psychometric test? Oh God. The psychometric. <laughs> it sounds so drastic. Like they're going to lock you up in a padded cell afterwards. Like yeah. you failed psychometrically. Well, it was intense uh, hearing all this kind of feedback about myself because this was given to me by someone who doesn't know me at all so it's a bit weird <laughs> as well um but the another thing that came out was like my like I I don't like any kind of like hands-on management I like when someone tells me like what they're looking for and then mm, I kind like of what's figure, the end goal yeah they give me a goal there. and I'm like boop, 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 I'll get yeah. there how I get there yeah uh, which makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. uh just based on you know my past kind of experiences with management and what else came out um I am hyper aware which this is kind of like kind of couples with the one before but I'm really hyper aware of other people's emotions mm. so when it comes it's a nice to thing to be aware of yeah yeah mm. very sympathetic and when it comes sympathetic empathetic there mm-hmm. we go and when it comes to like making decisions mm-hmm. I'll often like and this can be like to my detriment I'll think about the impact it will have on the people more than the impact it will have say on like the business mm. or the goal or whatever okay. yeah so that often kind of like hinders my my decision making. Yeah. I also, though, make decisions all really kind of like or not make decisions. I make commitments. This is you're going to be like, hello, of course, um, <laughs> just on a whim. Like I often overcommit to things because right. I'm just like if I'm in the mood, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then I regret it later, which mm. is a co- I mean, I could have told you that. But anyway, <laughs> so much to learn. Oh, geez. I mean, because you did one, I had to do one yes. also. So yes. I did a free online one and I got good Let's scores. Let's link that so people can do it. Okay, cool. I don't know how reliable it is. Yeah. It is a free online test. So don't yeah. go like getting upset if you get a bad score or whatever. <laughs> but I literally got zero on numerical reasoning. Like I couldn't get past the first question. Um, I had too many zeros at all times because they had mm. multiple choices for all the answers. And I was like, you were like, none of these, none of these are even in the ballpark of what I keep. I love that you so refused bad. to guess though. I love that you kept going because you were like, I'm going to get this right. That I think is a, it's a really clear indicator of a like delusional the kind of person you are. Personality no, it's disorder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really like, I'm you obviously I'm are like determined, a very determined oh, character. I am a super determined person for sure. Especially like 
if someone tells me I can't do something, I'm like, oh, watch me. Yeah. Watch me. I'm going to do oh, it cool. so hard and you're going to eat your words. Eat them. That's so funny. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Actually, like me and my friend once were talking about how much we've achieved um, thanks to spite. Like, <laughs> like, and rage. We were like, oh, literally every time a man like, or literally anyone says, oh, you know, I don't think you're really suited to that. We're just just, like, we just eclipse in such a big way. We're like, goodbye. That's so interesting because I think I don't, I'm the opposite. Mm -hmm. I succeed more or I do better when people are like, you're really good at this or like, you're really blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, yeah, anytime, any, because I, I'm very emotional. So I Mm -hmm. often like will dwell on those things and I'll really think like, I'll kind of like take it on and be like, oh my God. Can I not do that? Yeah. Which is Do you know what's messed up? If people tell me I'm good at things, I don't believe them. Interesting. Like categorically, I can't even remember most compliments I get because I instantly dismiss dismiss them them because I'm like, oh, well, people are just, people say a lot of shit, you know, and people say things that aren't true all the time. (laughs) So I actually hate receiving compliments because I just don't know how. And years ago, my friend Kirsty, hi, Kirsty, if you're listening, she was like, um, your New Year's resolution, because it was New Year's Eve. Yeah. She was like, your New Year's resolution is to be saying thank you when someone gives you a compliment, not spending 20 minutes telling them why they're wrong about oh the compliment. Oh, my God, yes. And I'm like, oh, God, this, that must be really irritating. Yeah, I will, I will take that on. This is something that I think so many people need to think about. Next mm. time someone gives you a compliment and you're like, like, even if it's so much as like, oh, my God, I really like that T-shirt. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God, this old thing, it's disgusting. It's so gross. I bought it for $3. It was in the gutter. I haven't washed it in three weeks. I think I have bed bugs. It's such a classic thing. I think especially for women. Oh, for sure. Have you seen that SNL skit where the girls explode at the end after the compliments? Oh my God. I've got to send it to you. I'll put it in the show notes. It's so funny. Okay, because I also was thinking there's another one. And as much as I'm like not, I'm not her biggest fan, but I'm also not, not her fan, but Amy Schumer. Yeah. She has an episode where uh, Inside Amy, Inside Amy Schumer, I think it's Mm. called her show her sketch show and they do a sketch about yeah, that yeah. where they're all meeting on this like all these women yeah, are yeah, meeting yeah. on the street I'm sure corner. that's the one. Oh, yeah. that's probably it yeah, yeah. and they're and just they, like yeah. and one of the girls at the end oh I, I won't spoil oh yeah let's we'll not spoil it, it but I know what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's so very great. funny it's but so that's great. one thing I think that love is a bit so... of hyperbole yes exactly <laughs> that's the thing though I think people can just like just think about that next time someone compliments you or yeah whatever yeah it's or, or just someone's tiresome. like oh my god your hair looks great don't be like ew I haven't gotten it cut because it's kind of insulting them as well it is it's like you don't know what you're talking about this dress is gross that's so true yeah. and when it comes to your abilities as well yeah it's like oh they we don't trust their ability to yeah. see that you're good at something that's totally interesting. yeah um uh, what I've been also thinking about Brittany is this guy um I met this guy at a barbecue and oh, I, summertime barbecue oh loved it my summertime favorite. barbecue and uh, I basically I told him I work in like technology and digital and yeah. he was a musician and then he proceeded to do what is probably known as mansplaining. Right. He mansplained this whole like theory that he has about tech to yeah. me and I was just like, okay. And actually I don't think he was mansplaining. I think he was actually just trying to impress me. Right. I think he was trying to be like, look, I know about your world and I have things to say, but I think, yeah, I, sometimes I'm like, Oh, the mansplain thing gets thrown around a lot. And I'm like, it's a bit harsh actually. There's so many things like there's mansplaining. There's like toxic masculinity. There's Mm. so many of these like terms that are just getting like 
thrown out yeah. like so easily. Yeah. But I think we do need to kind of like reassess and think about like, oh, maybe he was just yeah trying to prove that you could talk to him about that stuff because mm. he knew about it or yeah. something, you know? I think, that, yeah, I think toxic masculinity is particularly harsh because it's like yeah. saying there's something inside of you that is toxic. Yikes. That's mean. Poison. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just a bit, a bit mean and we need to think about how we phrase these things but yeah that was just something I've been considering I'm like all these guys that have been mansplaining to me maybe they're just trying to like impress me or seem cool or seem like they read the paper yeah I I think I think that also takes a little bit of uh I don't know like a bit of like confidence as well to Mm. like to to kind of come to that realization to be like oh maybe he's just trying to have a chat yeah Maybe he thinks i'm cute you know or whatever yeah, you know yeah, totally but guys like, have been known to think i'm cute you at least are three or four adorable, of them. adorable woman <laughs> you really are thanks brit but you're pretty adorable oh come on <laughs> come on i'm sweating straight through yeah, my dress we are right now. actually both just glistening with sweat it's great um one thing that was really funny um i'm gonna go back to my aptitude oh, test sorry, because sorry, i sorry. no don't apologize at all i'm oh. being a little bit self-indulgent right now oh, but only it. because i'm just like I'm thrown, I'm just blown away by like this whole thing. Mm. So I just want everybody out there to know that I did an aptitude test and I got very, very bad, like a very poor score. On what? On, I think it was like problem solving aptitude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean like the aptitude part of the psychometric test? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It was like my results were like, the the person who was giving me the debrief <laughs> literally said the words. Okay, so this is really actually kind of a funny story. So he's giving me this debrief, right? And he's like, bibbidi bop bop bop. And then he's like, now, the only thing um, that's a little bit worrying, <gasps> he used the word worrying. Oh my God. Is your no. aptitude test results. And I was like, excuse what me? What the fuck? And he's like, yeah, like it's a little bit lower than, you know, like ba 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 whatever. And uh, and then we were talking about it and we were talking about it for ages. And then uh, he's like, so how do you, like, what do you think about that? Like any more questions about that? And I was like, well, I'm wondering what you meant by worrying. (laughs) Yeah. Should I go take my brain back and get a new one? Right. Like, what the fuck? This is also, it really irritates me because, okay, not everyone is an outright genius. Yeah. But actually in society, you don't have to be a genius to, you know, get a life that you want. And also... I think that there are personality traits that are 10 times more important than being incredibly smart. Like I actually know a lot of incredibly smart people who are very tortured, miserable people because oh, for they, sure. you know, they think things to death. Um, but I, <laughs> am I going in the direction? I, no, I am just dying because it's like, I feel like we're both just like, it's okay if you're stupid. And I'm like, no, it's okay. It is that I'm okay. Stupid. You're not stupid. Not but stupid. also like, it's so important to have these character traits that are like okay maybe I don't know how to do that but I'll figure it out I'll learn it so that was kind of what was like deduced from all of my sort of (laughs) results especially because I'm a very good communicator Mm -hmm. big surprise right yeah I'm also very good at taking something complex and like wrapping my brain around Mm. it and then translating it it Mm. and talking and talking about it to people Mm. and making that an easy to understand thing so I'm gonna stop talking about my aptitude (laughs) test I promise Penny um but probably just so you guys know we will continue to talk about it over wine after the podcast (laughs) will we ever because I'll just force Penny to um but another thing that 
um, was super interesting that I really wanted to talk to you about and get your um, opinion on. Mm -hmm. So we run um, at work, we work with a lot of different companies. Obviously, we're running uh, events, workshops, trainings all over the world. And there was one company we ran a training at recently. And um, in like kind of the feedback form that we gave them, they actually said, you know, um, like, I know that you guys are, um, uh, you know, you're doing a lot of these trainings around the world and like, you know, you're based in Germany and blah, 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 whatever. But um, in your presentation, um, there were a lot of pictures of people, right, mm-hmm. doing the workshops and doing the stuff and whatever. And they were like, and I don't think I saw anyone of color in any of mm-hmm. your photos. Yeah. A lot of women, mm-hmm. a lot of men all white people mm, right mm. and and they were like you might want to think about that when yeah. you're and i was just it was so funny because i was like oh my god yeah they're right you know yeah. i mean there's it's i mean and i just i mean i know it's a kind of a tough subject um but i think that like it's so important that we're, we're going to these companies and we're you know we're saying like you can do this too and we're showing them photos of people mm. doing it it's like it actually is it subconsciously, matter so much. it matters so much that um, they see someone and they're I'm like, oh, so yeah. I'm so glad that that was brought up because I think Germany is heinously far behind with the whole representation I thing. Know. Like I, <laughs> I have to have a giggle. I wish I had some um, specific links for the show notes, but there are so many companies in Germany that are, um, they'll have like our team and all the photos of the team. And I'm like, well, there's not one woman. There's yeah. one woman down the bottom. She's a receptionist. Yeah. Like all white men. Um, and I think that Germany is somehow in this weird little vortex of thinking that black people and Asian people don't actually need to be actively leveraged into the workforce. Like mm. um, when I was in Australia, the diversity and inclusion conversation was like at fever pitch. Like it was yeah. actively happening. All technology companies were like, we need to not only be looking for um, people of color in our candidates or people um, of different sexual orientations or any kind of diversity, but um, because those people typically aren't candidates because they don't have the same privileges that white people have, um, like the companies in Australia actually saw it as their job yeah. to generate more candidates. Yeah. I mean, one of my friends in Canada, that's his whole job. Yeah. He's a diversity and inclusion manager yeah. Yeah. at a massive company. So his, he's in charge of making sure that they are um, in, like, you know, they're high when they're hiring, they're interviewing, you know, the, you know, a, mm. a diverse group of people yeah. that they're also on staff have a, I mean, it's so important in so many ways. hundred I mean, percent. And the thing is like a lot of companies are like, well, you know, we have women and it's like, no, diversity is way more than just yes. having the two genders totally. or sorry, there, there is like also the, the neutral genders. gender. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, proportional to the population. So let's say, I think in the United States, there's like 15% African-American people, right? So 15% of your employees should Should really be be African-American. For sure. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just got to happen. And I'm so glad that a company brought that to AJ and Smart's attention. And it's obviously not your job specifically, but it's someone's job for sure. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I mean, even in our, I mean, not all of our photos are just of our employees. Yeah. I mean, but like just even in those photos, like Mm. whatever, let's buy stock photos then and have photos of people of different races. If even if, even if let's say in our workshops, we, you know, don't see that very much, which is sad in its own right. But, Mm. um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's super interesting. I mean, I never, I mean, obviously Germany has 
some history, some pretty heavy history (laughs) that kind of explains a little bit why there's a little bit less of like a diverse um, group of people living here. But um, it's crazy. Like you must feel the same way when you go back to Australia. But when I go to Canada, I'm like, oh, my God. Literally when I go anywhere else. Remember we were in Paris. Paris, I was like, oh, that's right. Multiculturalism. (laughs) Yeah. Like Germany is so white. Berlin, even Berlin, which is considered to be like the the New York of of Germany, it is so white. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like white and Turkish. Yeah. Might um, be ch- I mean, I think it is sort of slowly changing, which is exciting. Sure. Yeah. And it makes, I mean, that's the thing is it's a pre- pretty tough subject because obviously it makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, <laughs> let's not get into that. Yeah. But um, yeah, super interesting. Anyway, I mean, mm. I, I got, like, I was, remember talking to, um, uh, like, just my German boyfriend and I was saying, uh, we were talking about, like, being in school when we, like, elementary school five, six, seven years old, Mm. and how at my elementary school, like, there was probably about 20 to 30 percent, maybe 20 percent of the kids actually uh, were non-white. I mean, actually Mm. way more than that, but would actually, uh, because their heritage was from somewhere else, they would have like these like Saturday morning kind of like classes um, where they would join their community. Like, like they'd take Italian or Spanish or um, like all of like, Mm. it it was really, really cool. And so I was meeting these people like Polish, Hungarian, like all these kind of people from, from all these different places. Mm. And it was so, um, yeah, it was so great for me growing up. Mm, Totally. I think the good thing is about meeting people from all different parts of the world is you realize they're essentially just like you yeah (laughs) and I think a sad thing that's happening at the moment politically is like a lot of people are kind of treating other types of people like other types of people as if they're like I yeah it's we need to realize that we're all humans exactly we're all nice folks we're all nice we all probably want the best for each other yeah what's that there's a song isn't there like heal the world we we are the world make it a better place okay that was a different song (laughs) (laughs) sorry we could we could cut that out although is that a michael jackson song oh my god are we allowed to do that now no we're not allowed to talk about his songs or him i mean we are allowed to talk about him literally dead to us he's cut out of my life i can't Okay. All right. I think that's a good point to move on. <laughs> Agree. All right, Pen. First question. Yeah. You ready? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't bring my glasses, but let's Uh-oh. give it a red hot go. Let's give it a whirl. Hi, Brittany and Penny. I'm a lead designer in an automotive startup based in Berlin. It may sound a bit, and then in, in brackets, or a lot superficial and first world problems, but as a good millennial, I want my work to be purposeful and it's not. Finding solutions to help the big manufacturers to sell cars is exactly the opposite of what I believe. It goes against what matters to me and I don't feel like I'm working on something that serves the world in a positive way. But my workplace is great. The environment in general, our boss, and I really love my team. And my position role in the company is what I've always wanted. I've learned a lot about this industry that still plays a gigantic role in Germany, but I definitely feel unmotivated to make the thing grow sometimes. Because, come on, who needs more cars in the world? (laughs) So, should I just try to stop thinking I need fulfillment from my day job, or should I just look for another company that matches with my why or my sense of purpose and beliefs? Thank you. You girls are great. Should we change her name? I, I don't think so. I love her name. 
Babby. Babby. <laughs> so cute. The Babby is hey, such, Babby. such Babs. Like, do people sometimes Babs. call you Babs? Because that's cool. Oh. Uh. Right? I would love to be called Babs. Babs is such that would a really name. like ease into my ambition to be an old woman. Totally. Babs. It's so funny because I really think we bond over the fact that we're both going to be excellent old ladies. We are already old ladies. That's true. Let's be honest. That's true. Just think, with a little more Prosecco. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, can I just like, can I just do this? Yes. I don't know if it's actually going to be like legit, but so you and me, mm-hmm. old ladies, right? Uh-huh. You're going to be the kind of like louder sassy you say kind of crazy obnoxious a bit obnoxious but Mm -hmm. you're saying crazy things because obviously you're like you're old now you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so you don't you're not getting it and i'm kind of like oh you know i'm the one like i apologize for you but i like like, sorry yeah yeah yeah. i'm like sorry about her she's really lovely you know we have this like diane keating i'm the barbara streisand yes i don't know what movie that is that i'm referring to but i know there is one is there one with both of them in it I feel like yes. By the way, Diane Keaton is a total nutcase. I love I her agree. so much. I think she, I, yeah. Oh, I my, do you think she's actually like? Fully, I think she's an asshole. But anyway. Oh really? I think. She oh, might I just be, love yeah. when she's like on Ellen and just being a total crazy person. <gasps> you and your Ellen. I know. I love so Ellen. So cute. Ellen DeGeneres. Anyway, okay, okay, sorry, Babby. Babby, <laughs> we're back. Okay, so um, here's the thing. What's your What's your initial Brittany, like? I want to know your hot take. Really? Okay, because yeah. I've I've got so much to say about. I this. know. I, I think I, I can see your notes. They're insane. It's such a good question, and mm. I think it's something that so many people, obviously, especially us millennials, oh, yeah. are thinking about. Mm. Um, and here's the thing. What I really think we need to do in general is kind of rethink and rehash what we actually think impact means, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, it, my my thoughts around this are like, okay, Babby, you're working at this automotive startup yes it's maybe a little bit annoying you're i don't know what exactly the startup does but you seem to think it's not doing better for the Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. but you're talking about how you love your team you love your boss you like the company is great and that is really fantastic Mm -hmm. right and you can have an impact and it's so rare rare. yeah so yeah i would think about that a lot yeah (laughs) lean into that bad boy totally but like in my mind i'm like you can really have an impact on the people you work with. You can have an impact on um, how they like how they enjoy their jobs. You can like like there's like mentorship. There's like mm. all these things that you can do that will make you feel like to me, actually having an impact on the people closest around me is most fulfilling. Yeah. 100%. You know, like I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one because I get that like. I wouldn't want to be working at like an oil and gas company. Yeah. Because I'd be like, well, God damn. Yeah. May as well just strangle a turtle myself. Totally. (laughs) But like, but like, you know, maybe you're excited about mentoring someone in your workplace that can have a massive impact. Um, Maybe you want to, you know, maybe you can be the person, you know, at work where everybody's like, when you're not there, they're like, oh, fuck. Damn. Babby's not here. Where the fuck is Babby? Yeah. She's the one who always makes my day like happier and nicer yeah. whatever. Like there are so many things. I mean, maybe that's a very I like. I love that viewpoint, Britt. It's a, it's a, I feel like it's a very female perspective. Oh, we are females. Yeah. I, I love being a female. It's wonderful. I get to talk about my feelings all the time. Good Let's for you, cheers. Penny. And that also people constantly underestimate me, which is such I a love being wonderful thing because then you're just like, I love it so much. Um, so I, I love that viewpoint. I think it's so true that you can have so much impact in, in other people's lives mm-hmm. um, just by sort of um, 
bringing some joy and some niceness to the situation. And I also think that if you do love your boss and your team, then that's definitely worth something. Totally. Um, so w- when we saw this uh, email in the inbox, we were like, oh, and I think particularly for me, I was like, oh, my gosh, I really relate to this because, yes. um, you know, it, it years ago I had to obviously kind of figure out what I was doing in my career and in my life and whether I wanted to work for like charities or startups right. or whatever yeah, um, and pick a direction really. And I think I came to the point where I actually realized that w- the, the crux of what you're talking about is capitalism. Yeah. Like we, and, and the way that I justified this to myself and whether this is delusional or not, I'll let you decide. Mm-hmm. But, um, I kind of feel like we work in a capitalist world. Yeah. This is the way the system is currently. Yeah. Um, so therefore everybody needs jobs. And the way that I've always been able to figure out my role in that situation is that if I am able to do a good job, then more people will have jobs and also more people will have better jobs that right. they'll like more. Yeah. So when I started um, at my previous role at AJ and Smart, I was like, I don't really care about certain things parts of this business. Yeah. But what I do care about is this idea that we're providing with uh, companies with a service that allows them to work more productively and more efficiently and find a little bit more joy in their work. Yeah. And I actually was incredibly motivated by that. I was like, yeah, yeah. like this yeah. is so nice, giving people the tools to do better work, to find fulfillment, to find purpose. Um, and while I'm not like feeding starving children, you know, like maybe that wasn't my path in life anyway. Like there are definitely people who are doing that and they're doing it really well. So, yeah. and maybe you'll help them mm. work better with their teams. Yeah. And they're, yeah, you can have an impact. I mean, I think this is so interesting because I've, I always kind of thought that about like, yeah, working at AJ and Smart, it's not like we're, yeah, we're not saving starving children. Mm. We're not no. doing anything like so crazy. But what I, I have always been very proud that like, I do believe in the things that we're teaching and I believe in working better together more effectively. And I mean, one thing that I will say is Penny is, of course, an incredible (laughs) sales lady, Um, but she's selling that she was selling like at Agent Smart. She was selling this product that like really ultimately was not not, sexy. It wasn't a sexy product. (laughs) Like, I mean, you know, it's like kind of we kind of made it sexy because of, you know, some of our branding and stuff. But it ultimately wasn't very sexy. But what I think you did immediately within, I would say, a few weeks. Oh, yeah. I like to get straight in there. (laughs) You like you really started like helping people out at AJ and Smart. Like you saw the people who were like, oh, this person is um, maybe new in their role or they're maybe uncomfortable with this aspect and you saw where ways that you could help them. And I think you were so eager to do that and people loved it. People mm. absolutely loved it. You know, oh, you'd go in, like you'd great. go. Yeah, right. I don't remember this at all, but great. Really? <laughs> I think you would do that all the time. You were always up for giving any, you were like, if anybody, you want feedback on anything, you can come to me. If you want help with um, a presentation or whatever, or a oh, sales call, nice. or you want to, you, you are, you're very nice, Penny. You're very, <laughs> but I think that this always that, surprises me. That is like one of those mm. things where you can really feel good about yeah. your work. And you actually know? like a funny, I've got so many things to say about this, baby. Yeah. But one thing that I think you really need to focus on is I realize that the world doesn't need more cars and I'm totally with you on that, but that's actually not the direction that we're going in. 
So I don't know exactly what your, uh, the startup that you work at does, but the more uh, you're able to help your teammates perform, the more you're able to sort of break them out of like uh, their, their traditional thinking models, the more then you'll be sort of a, a lot of companies at the moment, including some automotive companies that I know of, are looking at new revenue models. So they're not just looking at how do we make more cars, they're looking at all right, how do we make money in some other way with a resource that we already have? Um, so if you're able to kind of like, I don't know, like I don't, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but like if you working at this company is not going to solely poison the planet and create more cars like you can guide things and you come can push things in a certain direction if you think that that's better yeah um yeah for sure I think there's I think yeah I think Babby you I, I mean I loved I love the fact that we're both just like you're at a company you love with a boss you adore mm. and employ like a team that you love working with. Hello. Yeah. Like you need to, you need to realize like that's really Appreciate. something to hang on to. But also actually that's a great point. Like think about where this lies in your career journey. So yeah. um, one of our really good friends, Kit, who may or may not be listening and Ooh. this will be the test. Kit, Kit, Kit. Can you hear? <laughs> um, he always says you either earn or you learn. So yeah. you're either doing it for the money and you're doing it because you see enormous financial potential for yourself um, or you're learning a lot. So yeah. is this an opportunity for you to um, like pick up a whole bunch of skills and lead a team and like, but, also, I think there's a third prong to that. There's like earn, learn, and then there's also like, like be happy. Yeah, <laughs> earn, learn, or enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't fit perfectly, yeah. but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come yearn. up with yearn. <laughs> burn, 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 burn the passion, yeah, the flames. Yeah. Oh um, god. No, I totally. I agree. I mm. think there's like those three. Yeah. It, I think that that he was talking about that in the sense of like, um, in, if in you're, worst case scenarios. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're yeah. finding yourself where you're like, oh frick, I'm not actually that happy at my job. Mm. It's like think about it. Okay, if you are you earning a lot, are you learning a mm. lot? If neither one of those is fulfilled, then time to go. Yeah, which I think is a really cool way to think about things. Totally. Yeah. Totally. For sure. Uh, Penny, can I ask you a question? It's personal. Oh please. Uh, do you recycle? Oh, absolutely. You can't avoid it here. Killing it. And also I've, <laughs> I've changed my ear. You know, those things that you use to clean your ears. I know you're not supposed to clean your ears. Yeah. Um, the little cotton buds. Yeah. I've switched to paper ones. Paper? Because you know, the little yeah. stick that's plastic usually. <gasps> oh, I'll have to do the same. Yeah. Oh my God. Let's do it. Costs you know a little mean? more. Bobby, just get some paper, paper ear, uh, <laughs> ear swabs. Yeah, ear cleaners yeah. and uh, and keep your job because that sounds fantastic. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, keep your job. Keep your job. Don't leave. <laughs> Don't leave that one. All right, we've refilled our Prosecco glasses. We have, yeah. And now we are on to question number two. Two, two. This is a fun one. So... So I have a wonderful dilemma on my hands. You see, just three short months ago, actually almost to the day, I left my full-time job to test my aptitude and attitude in a completely new industry. I went from a fundraiser at a university and leaped into the world of UX design. 
The last 12 weeks have been incredibly challenging, rewarding, and above all, full of new. <laughs> Here are, I love this girl. It's really, I mean, I love the way she writes her questions. Great. Here are a few things that I wasn't prepared for. Negotiating for less money for more guaranteed work as a freelancer. Being consumed by work and loving it. Uh, but maybe most of all, being a valued member of a team so early on and having people ask me for more of my time and not me having to beg them to give me a shot. Well, that sounds oh, pretty incredible. Right. It's gone so well that at this point I'm having to be super selective about the jobs I take on simply because I don't have the time to say yes to them all. Right now, I have a few clients that I took on at the start who just simply aren't paying enough. I took them on as clients at such low rates just to get some work in my portfolio. In short, how does a newbie, an imposter like me in this new industry, go about managing a flow of work and clients and doing the tough job of chopping the ones who are no longer adding the best value to my career? Thanks for your advice. I'll have my notepad at the ready. P.S. Happy Canada Day, Brittany. I hope you'll have a day filled with maple syrup and A's as your oot and a boot from a fellow Canuck, <laughs> Allie. Cute. Um, I love the way Canadians are called Canucks. It's very cute. Cute. It's, and also, I have to say, I don't know where Ali is from, but I'm from a place called Calgary, and currently the Calgary Stampede is in full swing. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so the Calgary Stampede is a 10-day, completely debaucherous party occasion. Oh my god! Where everyone dresses up as cowboys and cowgirls and cow neutrals. <laughs> And they gallop around, get wasted, go to ridiculous parties. On real horses? Um, I mean, you can, there are, so there's like, it's a big festival, basically, you could think of it. So the whole city gets overthrown by this thing. So literally every restaurant you go to has like hay barrels out front and it's like, and their name changes from like Joey's to like Joey's Saloon, you know, that whole thing. Hilarious. And then, um, yeah, you can go to like, I mean, there are some really, there's some things you can go to where the animals, you know what I mean? If you're an animal <gasps> activist, you'd be very upset. Yeah. Oh! Like chuck wagon races. What's and a chuck wagon race? So that is where you have like four horses and a wagon on the back and there's one guy and it's a race. So the four horses. Does that, does that <clears throat> torture animals? Well, the thing is, Penny, every year. <gasps> At least one dies. Oh, fuck. Because yeah, we have something legs. like that in Australia yeah. as well. They the broke. Melbourne Cup. Okay, well, there At you go. least one horse every year. Yeah. It's fucked up. I didn't even realize that until like a few years ago. And I was like, oh my God. The sad thing is they have to shoot the little horsies. Yeah, because their leg is broken. Because they can't just get around with a little cast and so a pair of crutches. Isn't that terrible? It's really sad. Oh, yeah. God. So there's all those kind of, there's also like the the bull um what is the thing the bucking of the uh rodeo. The, yeah, the rodeo. I really want to this is not entirely related. Have mm-hmm. you ever been to um Mardi Gras in New Orleans? Oh my god, I'd love to. I really want to do that. So yeah. if there's any New Orleans listeners, Ooh, yeah, send I'd us- like to organize some kind of paid event where Brittany and I get paid like <laughs> 2 to 3000 euros each. And we'll and our, come and speak. Our flights and accommodation are also covered. We'll fly business. <laughs> we'll take business, please. Yeah, yes. Great. Or at least premium economy. I mean, premium economy is pretty good. Yeah. Depending on the airline. Yeah. So ju- just um, putting that out there. <laughs> We'd be happy to accommodate I in do, our busy schedule. In general, I'd love to go to New Orleans. Yeah. So New Orleans. New, New, New Orleans. Orleans. Um, okay. Sorry, Ali. <laughs> we got off on a tangent We've yet again. so many drinks. That's the problem. And it's hot out, so oh, I'm fully yeah. dehydrated. So here's the thing, Ali. I mean, like, long story short, 
you're a business, you're not a charity. Mm. I feel like that's something I have to remind myself on a regular basis. Yeah. And also, uh, hey, quit the word help. Quit with helping. You're not helping. You're working. Yeah. You're providing a service, Mm. Allie. And apparently you're really good. So this is the thing. I get that you're only three months in. So you're kind of like, whoa, I have all this work coming in. And all these, I have these old clients that I took on that are at a really low rate. And these new ones are coming in and they want to pay more. Like, I'm sorry, rates change. Mm. And it's totally valid for you to go back to your old clients and say, look, uh, my rates have increased and yeah. here is my new rate mm. and, or my new you know rates or whatever, a, a, like a, a price list, mm. if you will. And whether they choose to stay with you or not is Ain't up to your them. Problem. It's not your problem. Actually, I read this New York Times article the other day and it was all about how being a woman in the workplace, mm-hmm. you like sometimes if you say something that's totally reasonable, like, oh, by the way, my rates are going up now or by the way, I really like a pay rise because I've taken on all this new responsibility. Yeah. People can perceive you as aggressive or unlikable. Yeah. And my question is, who cares? Yeah. So what? I don't come to work to make friends, even though I always do. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's, let's just forget the fact that some people might not like you after this interaction. Totally. You can practice right now. Just be like, Hey, early stage clients. Um, obviously, um, uh, you know, you can just I'd phrase it like, with you. I love working with you. I think your challenge is really interesting, but I'm going to have to put my rates up. Here you go. Here they are. Yeah. Y- here's your decision that you can make. Yeah. Um, Write send an it email. in an email. <laughs> it's like, it's really honestly yeah. so, so fine. Yeah. Like tough love all the way on this totally, one. Totally, Ali. And I mean, I think it's really, I mean, this is so cool mm. that you're like, this doesn't happen all the time where you decide to go into a completely new direction and as a freelancer mm. and all of a sudden you have tons of clients coming at you. Um, incredible. Great. So freaking make it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think we spend so much time like, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to a, an old story where I was an, a freelance English teacher and, uh, and this happened. Mm. You know what I mean? I had all, cause I, cause at first, of course I was like, I'll take anything I can get. And yeah. I was like, poor and living in Berlin and trying to like pay rent and live life and it was terrible and I was like I'll just take whatever and then all of a sudden I had tons of tons of clients Mm. and then I was like oh I can like go get like business English clients and charge Mm. them way more and Mm. put them on a retainer on several you know lessons a week blah 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 so I started doing that and then I literally just said to my other people I was like look I'm sorry. Rates have changed, my yeah. friend. Yeah. You know? And I sent them, I literally sent them the list and most of them actually stayed on. Mm. So that's the thing that you have to remember. Like if they really value your work, they'll be willing to pay more for it. True. But don't get caught up if they drop you and then yeah. they, don't, don't feel like they don't value. They literally might not be able to afford it. That's true. Yeah. But okay. also like I actually, it, this is very um, contrary to the advice that you'll often get, but I'm freelancing at the moment and I know what I could charge day rate wise. Yeah. But then I actually, I charge less than that because I like feeling comfortable. So mm. what you've done actually is start with what you're comfortable with and you've worked up. And I think that's really admirable. Um, Such a good point. Like I, I personally don't like the pressure of being like, I charge 1500 euros a day. Yeah. Like that's a lot of pressure. You're going to have to really <laughs> you're have to work your achieve. ass off yeah. and you're also going to have to really like push the envelope when it comes to what you're actually delivering at the end of the day. So I think this kind of give yourself a high five, 
that was a self high five <laughs> for um, like actually just starting at a reasonable rate. And now you're just going to edge upwards to what, what you it's actually your, deserve. Yeah. It's your career, you know, like it's about career progression. And just because you're changing careers doesn't mean you're you, an imposter. Exactly. You're not an imposter. People change careers all the time. All the time, yeah. yeah. And you're bringing other skills into it at, from your old job at the university. That doesn't mean that all, all of a sudden that's completely scratched and now you're a 21-year-old, you know, grad, fresh yeah. grad, whatever. That's, that's It's something to be to think about as well, Yeah, I think. I really challenge the idea of an imposter. I know. I'm like, who is an imposter? I know people who are like started their first – like, for example, Mark Zuckerberg, he started Facebook when he was in university. Mm-hmm. Like – does that make him an imposter that he'd never run a global business before? No, it doesn't. I'm so sure why felt, are we? I'm sure he felt a bit like an imposter. I'm sure he didn't because he's really? a man. <laughs> yeah, men don't maybe. think like that. Men. He's men, also super. Well, maybe. Um, he's also not actually a human. No, I think he's a cyborg. He is definitely a compute. He's a computer. Um, anyway, Ali, like we could not be more excited for you. It yeah. sounds like you're off to the perfect start to your career. And just like every now and again when you're like, oh, fuck, like mm. who am I? What am I doing? Oh, my God. Just do that whole thing that I always do, which is go look back at all of those emails that apparently you probably have mm. in your inbox where people are like, oh, my God, we love your work. Amazing. Blah, blah, blah. We want to hire you. And then you'll be like, OK. And you can jump back in feeling confident again yeah. because it's something that you just need to, it's just a confidence problem, really. And also just on a really cold, hard business level, um, mm-hmm. you need to be getting as much as you can out of each client now because it's possible that work will dry up in a True few that. months. Like what, it, you know, people 100%. might be, I, I think especially at this time of year um, when the financial year ends, people are often dumping budget, which means that companies are like, oh, um, I haven't spent my entire budget for the year. I now have permission to just literally throw it away. That's so true. Um, on fun things. So that is so true. Save a little for a rainy day. Yeah, yeah. Alley. Financial planning. For a snowy Canadian day. Canuck. For the little Canucks. Oh, yeehaw. Love it. Yeehaw. <laughs> I can't believe that this is the first time I've yeehawed on the yeehaw. show. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Oh, love that. Penny, how are you going to deal with a 38 degree day tomorrow? Tell me. <laughs> That's what um, I want to know. In our closing remarks, how will you deal? How I think I'm going to go to a pool. Yeah, I mean, that's smart. I've decided <laughs> lakes aren't really my thing. Okay. They're too gross. Dirty. They're yeah. gross. Yeah. Like my, I was at a lake with my friend the other day and she had a dog with her and I was like, oh, and the dog really wanted to get in. And I was like, a dog's not allowed in lakes here in Germany. And she's like, no, no, there was a blue algae or a green algae outbreak recently and it's poisonous yeah. for dogs. And I was like, well, doesn't that mean what it's also people? poisonous for me? Yeah. Luckily, only my calves are in here. Not yeah, my exactly. whole bod. You're just, your whole like head and mouth just in melts the water. off yeah. like Chernobyl <laughs> style. Just oh huge. God. God, Chernobyl is really sad. Hey, that is a really um crazy show that's our recommendation of the week by the way Mm. it's a great show to watch i mean great as in really shocking important visceral and intense it's also really um speaks to the idea that you should own up for a mis for when you've made a mistake as soon as possible yes which is um all about 
like if you're able to do that, you're in a psychologically safe environment. That is really cool. You know what also came out of my assessment? Yes. Is that I'm willing to own, like I'm very, I, I don't pass blame. I always take on responsibility mm, for too. my actions. Do you know what, I Brittany? Like yeah. I've realized recently that I have authority issues. <laughs> I really do. And it's like, I think often people's best quality is also their worst quality. You know what I mean? Like if Definitely. someone's like really reckless, um, it can be like really risky, fun which is good. and yeah. it can also be a pain in the ass because they're like nearly killing themselves all the time. Yeah. So that's just one example. But like, I think having authority issues, it kind of gives you this permission to fuck things up a little bit yeah. in terms yeah. of like, oh, so for example, I'm doing this consulting with a startup at the moment and they kept telling me this thing and I was like, but why, but mm. why, but why, but why? And they were like, oh, actually we don't know like why we do it this really complicated, annoying way. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. Just break it. And it's awesome. That's really I'm trying cool. to lean into my authority issues. Oh, God. I mean, you're leaning. Ugh, that's great. <laughs> I, mean, I just so lean into all my bad qualities, basically. I'm like, lean in. In the words of Cheryl Sandberg. Lean in. Love it. Love it and and lean in. Mm. Oh, fabulous, Penny. Well, I wish you a wonderful 38-degree day tomorrow. Thank you, baby. You too. Oh, and also maybe we should say goodbye to everybody. (laughs) I forgot that they were there. I'm just kidding. I never forgot. Never once. Um, Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. Thanks, guys. Sorry. Sorry. Actually, this could be one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. Wow. It's so much fun. I don't remember anything that just happened. I'm delirious (laughs) from the heat. Heat and Prosecco. Um, Yeah. Guys, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. If you found this episode helpful, it'd be so cool if you recommended it to a buddy. Yeah. Just one. Just one. Have a sprightly week. Yeah. And have a, like, fucking sprightly week. (laughs) Whatever that means. Sprightly. Sprightly. All right. Bye. Bye.